0: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining today's Thomas Scientific Podcast. Uh, I will be your host. My name is Michael Lysik. I'm a current project manager here at Zymo Research, uh, based in Irvine, California, um, where our group does a lot of COVID-19 wastewater and um, monitoring and uh, environmental pathogen detections. Um, So I'm going to get into a little bit of that, but sort of just as a how we got into that sort of research um, as you are all aware, are all well aware of, we've been sort of in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, just pulling up some sort of statistics right now, at least in California. Uh, currently to date in Ellic County, we have had roughly 959 thousand cases as of 114 2021, and here right here in Orange County, uh, cumulative we've had over 211 thousand cases. So. Uh, with that being said, our group, about several several months ago, um, even towards the beginning of, of the pandemic around March, April, we sought uh, a way that we could sort of um, track COVID-19 at, at a higher, uh, more efficient scale. So typically with individual swabs and uh, the current... Um, mass PCR-based tests or even antigen detection. It's its an on an individual level. So the limitations that this poses include um, time constraints. So individuals need to be in, uh, tested individually as opposed to mapping an entire area. Likewise, the other constraints that individual uh, based tests pose include um, time delay. So there is a much greater turnaround time for getting individuals tested as opposed to let's say if we if we looked at wastewater and were able to somehow uh, track an entire region and city for for instance Um, but besides that uh, on other limitations faced with uh, swabs or 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 rapid based tests on the individual scale um, include costs it's it's very cost effective if they're is a sort of alt- alternative where, where we can look at an entire city and, and scale that up. Um, so just getting into the nitty gritty on, on how we sort of determined that would be possible. A, a study right around end of March um, came out of Yale. Um, I believe they were looking at the New Haven, Connecticut um, municipality and wastewater sanitation district, where they were able to detect the viral concentration. So. Um, For those of you maybe sort of unfamiliar, they they were able to use RT-QPCR analysis uh, to determine N1 and N2 um, gene targets and um, relate that to the concentration of or the viral load present in wastewater. And from that, they were able to extrapolate and see how far in advance relative to confirmed cases. So they used uh, hospital admittance data uh, as well as uh, just confirmed by uh, individual PCR tests. Now uh, this correlation, they saw uh, about a one week um, three to, to one week difference between uh, surge in viral RNA load in the wastewater as opposed to the individual test. So not only is that an, an additional feature that is, is a, a benefit to potentially using wastewater, um, but it just it just goes to show that potentially there there is that uh, benefits where it's it's more rapid and almost instantaneous to get these sort of results. Um, so that led our group here at, at Zymer Research to kind of dig in deep. And we, we understand that there's sort of this, uh, the ominous presence of COVID, but we really wanted to see how we can do our part. And um, through that, we we decided to partner up with uh, local municipalities. Um, Some include Los Angeles County, um, right here in Orange County, and um, San Jose Water Reclamation Plant, uh, among a couple of others, such as Yale and UCLA, to ensure that we could um, detect uh, viral concentration levels. So like I mentioned, uh, that initial Yale group kind of spawned a bunch of uh, creative um, sort of think tanks tanks to see, well, can we study our own wastewater and get similar results, if not better? And that's exactly what we saw here in L.A. County. Um, When we partnered up with L.A. County Sanitation District, we saw when they were using our uh, Zymo Environ Water RNA kit that we were able to detect uh, viral signal about and surges about one week in advance relative to uh, spikes or uh, increased in uh, actual COVID 19 positive cases. Um, so, just a little bit on to that uh, kit itself our Zymo Environ Water RNA kit um, allowed us to essentially establish uh, really, really good limits of detection, um, principally because we have a system. Um, this kit uses column based technology, however, our uh, our columns are allow for the elution sizes of very very tiny tiny amounts uh, as low as six microliters. So essentially, when we go into our PCR-based Psi, we have very very concentrated samples, um, and this essentially allowed us to increase our limit of detection because we didn't necessarily need to necessarily need to do the front end of concentration where wastewater normally requires either a filtration-based concentration or some sort of PEG precipitation, um, we've seen with those with those methods, there's actually a significant drop-off in um, recoveries of, of a surrogate virus or spiking control. Um, so we, we chose to go with a direct ex- RNA extraction route um, merely because we were getting very good uh, recovery controls and thus we could place more... Um, trust within our own quantification system because we're um, maintaining uh, good quantification values. Um, But going into the sort of depths of how this kit sort of allowed us to continue this research, we saw that there was also the potential for uh, considerable amounts of inhibition in wastewater, uh, especially if you looked at the more concentrated sludge. Um, While we were looking at more, more the raw wastewater, Uh, We noticed that the adoption of our uh, HRC or which stands for our humic acid removal column We we noticed that we are able to get a little bit better detection within our PCR based assay Um, So just moving on to sort of some of the applications that we've seen in this field uh, currently and we're currently working with other groups include um, uh, Just recently a proposed project to look at how um, impacted areas such as san francisco la county and the movement of people away from these uh cities and and large group areas to more rural counties or um smaller cities and how that has affected uh these these cities whether there's been an influx of covid cases um and that can uh, be measured through not only the water inflow, uh, just how the rate of water going into a municipality, uh, obviously more water going in through a city sewer system it would indicate that there's a potential that there's either more, more activity essentially going on within the city, but by looking at the SARS-CoV-2 viral concentration, can we potentially see that there are surges just based on the, the group's, um, that are uh, leaving areas and, and going into these new areas. So we've been participating in, in a study in uh, Northern California. Um, so this is very cool and exciting field um, for us to really you know see and uh, aid the public health sector right now, just to see these hard hitting questions that need to be answered. So going back to that idea, I believe I just brought up was the idea of limited limits of detection. And that still remains a sort of challenge or hurdle right now within the field um and essentially that boils down to the fact that uh wastewater typically um sees a lot of industrial runoff agricultural runoff and uh water that isn't necessarily um on the residential level where uh typically it would be water from a a um Infected individual with these specific sequences we're looking for and in that essence wastewater becomes dilute and These present difficulties for whether it be a digital PCR or a real-time qPCR system um, because the uh, sequences that we're looking for be- are diluted um, Now ways groups have determined to sort of combat that include um, systems for concentrating however uh, a lot of them And when I say concentration, I mean being able to get these uh, these RNA um, or the viral capsid that we're looking for concentrated enough that uh, essentially our our quantification allows for that threshold or 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 mark point where we can safely say that we are 95 percent confident that it has been detected. Yeah, because monitoring wastewater, it it, it could be potentially a challenge if if we're looking at a more rural area. And let's say there's only two or five infected individuals within a a city of 20,000. So those samples have the sort of burden of potentially being so dilute that they won't pass um, or be detected within our assay versus, let's say, an individual swab. If those individuals that are infected were swabbed, more than likely they would be um, registered as uh, COVID positive. So the the ways that uh, the Zymo Environment Water NA kit have uh, sort of adapted or faced that challenge uh, is our ability to concentrate larger sample volumes uh, as much as five mil of water um, using a a reagent known as a water concentrating buffer, and essentially that just uh, precipitates out a lot of the the proteins um, and uh, organics in in water, and essentially that allows us to go through our RNA extraction system, and and from there we're able to get uh, really really clean uh, good recovery rates of our uh, the viral capsid that we're looking for. Um, just based on on spiking controls through our ability to essentially uh, get clean results, whether that be uh, high uh, recovery rates of the the viral capsid that we're looking for, um, we're essentially we've been able to produce data that shows that we can detect SARS-CoV-2 when we do a serial dilution from 5000 to 8 copies uh, spike through our workflow um, We're able to get down detect down to essentially 8 viral copies. Um, So this has been proved uh, really, really useful um, when we're looking at more rural areas or um, sanitation districts or groups with, uh, let's say they have uh, a housing or or residential capacity of between 1,000 to uh, 25,000 individuals that the area is looking at. Throughout uh, forming our essential Zymos workflow for uh, looking for SARS-CoV-2, Uh, We really wanted to stress our our ability to understand the voice of the customer and our ability to reach out and collaborate with other groups. Um, Because it's through those sort of efforts we've uh, really um, been able to understand the challenges within the field, whether it's uh, concentrating large sample volumes, uh, dealing with PCR inhibition that we've been able to uh, help uh, mitigate with our HRC columns, or dealing with dilute yields based on our ability to concentrate effectively um, in the latter stages of uh, RNA extraction. Uh, but but another funny thing that actually came to mind is uh, a lot of groups were, were really concerned um, when it came to actually um, working with SARS-CoV-2 positive samples. Um, and what's really, really useful about our, um, our workflow that we've been able to establish is that there isn't necessarily that risk because we do have safe sample inactivation with uh, both our water concentrating buffer as as well as our, our lytic reagent uh, DNA RNA shield that's used through our workflow. So even if their um, samples are misheld or they splash, um, you can be rest assured that the, the viral RNA is um, essentially inactivated and, and wouldn't Uh, cause uh, a subsequent infection or outbreak from that sample. So uh, it's just uh, been a a great opportunity and experience to sort of do this project and research. And yeah, I just want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast. Uh, Thank you to Zymo Research for uh, helping out and uh, allowing for Myself and my group to partake in not only these studies, but to help other groups as well when it comes to SARS CoV 2 testing of their wastewater.